All right. So guys, welcome back. We're going to take this moment um, to pray really quick. All right. So, Father God, we just thank you for tonight, God. We thank you for an opportunity, oh God, to gather here in your presence, God. We thank you now in the mighty name of Jesus, God, for a great restoration, God. We thank you, God, for a great refreshing, God. We thank you now in the name of Jesus, God, for keeping us in our right mind, God. We're just holding tight to us, God, for not taking your hand off of us, for not letting us go, oh God. We lay aside every distraction. We lay aside every weight, oh God. We lay aside anything right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, that may have tried to come and snatch us up, may have tried to come in and hinder us, Father God, may have tried to come in and take away your plans and purposes, oh God. But we thank you, God, that the enemy will not prevail, oh God. Father, I just pray now over everyone who is on this call on tonight, God. I pray, Father God, that the message that will go forth, oh God, will bless them in some way, somehow, that they'll be able to take something from this word, Father God, and apply it to their lives, oh God. We just bless you, God. We give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory that is due to your name. And we just say, have your way like only you can do. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 And amen. All right, guys. So we talked about a relationship series, right? So actually, we are supposed to be, well, soon, we're going to be doing a rotation of teachers. So you never know may pop up and teach next, right? But we are kicking off a relationship series. Are y'all excited about it? This is our very first relationship series. This is our very first series of the Praying Single Mom Bible Study. And guys, I am super excited. I was speaking with someone and I was telling them how we have just reached one year of getting on Zoom um, for, uh, the praying single mom Bible study, right? So if you guys have been rocking with us on zoom every Tuesday for one year, that's major. That is major. That's major. Listen, this thing started off as a y'all let's jump on here. Let's do a prayers and Bible study. We were just testing it out, but God did a thing and God is still doing a thing. I'm so grateful. I'm so excited. So thankful for you guys. And yeah, so let's get into it. People are still jumping on. I think when they saw me post about that relationship series in the Praying Single Mom group, they want to jump on and see what's happening on tonight. So I'm so excited. Relationship series. All right, so tonight's message is part one, right? We are going to open up talking about friends. And I know it's a lot of women on here, so don't y'all jump off because I know y'all already be thinking y'all don't need no friends. Y'all don't want to hear about no friends. Y'all just want to talk about relationships. Y'all just want to talk about romantic partners, how to find your husband, how to keep your boo thing, all of this and this and that. But I ain't starting it off in that way. I'm starting it off talking about friends, right? It ain't going to be boring. It's going to be needed because if we can be honest, Friends are needed and we need to know how to handle friendships. A lot of the times we are not handling our friendships in the correct way, right? So I think it's important. Yeah, <laughs> I know you don't care nothing about it because listen, depending on where you're from, how you grew up, friends may or may not be important to you, right? If you, if your mama told you like my mama told me, 
you know, uh, what does she say? I got some of my sisters on here. What does mama say about friends? What does she say? She be saying like, um, I have no friends. Women are messy. You don't need no friends. You got you got your sisters, all of that stuff like that. And some of my sisters crazy tell self they believe her, right? I don't got time for that, right? So like I said, depending on where you're from, depending on how you grew up, friends may or may not be important to you, right? A lot of times, friends are sometimes looked at as a relationship or a union that is not often desired, right? A lot of times we don't be praying and asking God for friends. You don't be praying and saying, God, please send me a new friend. No, you be praying for that relationship. And a lot of times you're in friendships. Do you pray for your friends? Do you pray for your friendship? Are your friendships on your prayer wall, right? Right? Y'all are real quiet on tonight, but that's okay. That's okay. God is going to do a work in y'all on tonight. God is going to do a work in y'all on tonight, right? So we often desire romantic partner partnership over friends. We often desire romantic partnership over friends. Some of us, when we are in relationships, we say or feel like we don't need friends as long as we have a man. Jazz, Riri, and Shayla, listen, I'm going to snatch y'all up in the spirit. These are my sisters. They want to go back and forth in the comments. We ain't doing that one tonight. Y'all need to pay attention. This is a word. This Y'all see, y'all already playing with the word. Like this, this, we are in a relationship series. This is serious, guys. And we are being recorded. I may put this on the podcast. But like I said, some of the time when we are in relationships, we don't feel like we need friends. A lot of times, how many times have you met a guy or you're in a relationship with a guy and you feel like that's your all in all. That's all you need in that moment. You forget all about your friends. You forget all about um, prioritizing your friendships, right? But how many of us know that the right friend or the right friends are essential and they have the potential to shift your life, right? So tonight's message or topic is going to be what about your friends? So if somebody can um if somebody can type that in the comments, tonight's topic is what about your friends? What about your friends? What about your friends, right? So y'all stick with me on tonight. We're going to be going deep, right? We're going to be going deep in this relationship series. Guys, we're going to be talking about love. We're going to be talking about the different type of ways to love. The way, why, why are you not loving, right? We're not going to get into that as much on tonight, but we are going to take it there because it's important. And I'm, I told God, I'm tired of myself and I'm tired of the people that I am connected to not knowing how to do relationships. Like a lot of times we don't, we don't even know how to do relationships, right? We, we just don't. Talisha, some of them are too young to know about that TLC song. What about your friends? <laughs> what about your friends? All right. But tonight's focus scripture is John 15, 13 through 17, right? John 15, 13 through 17. Uh, let's see who can be my note taker on tonight. Just type me in the comments if you're in a place where you can keep notes. All right, Kiosha on it. Perfect. All right. So let's go ahead and go to John 15, 13 through 17. 
Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. See, some of y'all tapped out right there because some of y'all ain't laying down y'all life for no friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. Some of y'all tapped out right there because you don't even do what your friends tell you to do. First of all, (laughs) I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Some of you guys have tapped out right there as well when it comes down to knowing the business part as well. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you so that you may go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. That is my command to love each other, to love each other, right? Friendship. Some of us use this term so loosely nowadays. This term should be earned. How many of you know that that title should be earned? That title is something that should be earned. We 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 use that term so loosely nowadays, right? So based on this scripture, if someone is your friend, you give them your life. You give them your life. Now you have coworkers, you have clients, you have people that you go to church with, you have people on social media, you know, they may get your life resources. They may get your time. But in order for someone to get all of who you are, the intimate you, the real you, access to you, to know your business, to know your secrets, to know your deep, dark moments, your darkest moments, right? Your real moments. They should be considered your friends. They should be placed in a category as your friend if they're getting that type of access to you. And the reason why I'm doing this series, because I said a lot of us, we don't know how to do relationships. We give any and everybody access to us right? Off the bat, we're giving people access to us. I talked about in one of my mentorship classes, I believe the other night, we talked about, um, what what was it? There was a difference between um, transparency. Come on, come back to my mind, Holy Spirit. There, Who was on the mentorship call last week when I talked about, there was a difference between being transparent and oversharing. There it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit oversharing and being transparent, right? How many of you guys have ever overshared information? And maybe that was on Bible study. Um, I can't remember. I've done so many calls this week, but oversharing and transparency. There is a difference between oversharing, right? There is a difference between, thank you, Janita. There is a difference between oversharing and transparency. A lot of times we overshare right off the bat. But do you you need to ask yourself, like, have you earned this level of access to me? Have you learned this level of access to me? Do they have this type of access to me for me to give them this type of information, right? Friends, they get your life. They get access to you in different ways. There is a difference in giving your life to someone versus giving your life to someone. There is a difference, right? There is a difference in giving your life to someone versus giving your life. I believe I wrote that wrong. But in the scripture above, the scripture that we just went over, Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, right? Because a servant does not know his his master's business, right? (laughs) Jesus said, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business, but instead I call you friend, right? 
In that moment, Jesus put them in a category. Jesus upgraded them. Let me upgrade you. He upgraded them, right? In that very moment, he categorized. He solidified. He put a title on that thing. He shifted the relationship in that moment. He said, I no longer call you servants, but I now consider you to be friends. He didn't, he didn't leave them hanging to assume whether or not they are friends. He didn't assume. He broke that thing down. He even gave context and he gave details. He said, I no longer call you servants. He didn't just say I'm your friend, but he told them why. He said, I no longer call you servants because the servants does not know his master's business. That's why now I call you friend. Now I can call you friend. I put you in a category. Everyone didn't get that level of access to him. He made those type of decisions based on those who have walked with him. He made that type of decision based on how they were moving with him. Not necessarily the number of years, right? Because you can meet someone today, right? Who is who? Who's able to their character and the way they show up for you may be different for some from versus somebody who you've been rocking with for years. So it's, it's not about the number of years, but it was how they was moving. Everyone get, didn't get that level of access to him. So are y'all rocking with me on tonight? Are y'all locked in and listening? Because in 2023, we got to do relationships better. We got to be better in relationships. And this relation in this message is not to to um. Let me see how can I say this. This message is not for us to go and pick and and uh pick apart our friends that we currently have. This message is also for us to look on the inside and see how we showing up, right? How we moving? Because it's easy to place blame, and we're gonna talk about that. I'm so excited about this relationship series, guys. We're gonna talk about that more. It's so easy to place blame. But what are you doing, right? So everyone didn't get that level of access to him, right? We have a responsibility to steward the relationships that God has given us here in the earth. It's that deep, y'all. It's that deep. Did you know that it's your responsibility to steward the relationships that God has, has given you here in the earth? What does that mean? The people that you deal with, you need to put them in the right categories. If you begin to place people in the right containers, it'll save you from heartbreak. It'll save you from unnecessary pain. It'll save you from unnecessary trauma. A lot of times we have everybody in one category. Okay, I either love them or I don't love them. And if I do love them, that means that they mean so much to me and they're my everything. And so you give everybody the same level of access. And then when somebody ends up walking out on you or moving funny, you're hurt because you didn't put them in the right container. You didn't put them in the right category, right? So we must get good at defining our relationships. We haven't been good at defining our relationships. We haven't been good at putting the people in the right category, if we can be honest, especially men. But we are talking about that tonight. I'm excited about that message, though. We must get good at defining our relationships. Romans 13 and 8 says that we owe no man anything but to love him, right? We don't owe anybody anything but to love him. 
So we should love and give freely. But that does not mean that we give immediate access. We don't owe people immediate access. <laughs> a lot of times as believers, as Christians, right? We think that because the scripture says that we should love, love automatically gives you access to me. Me showing you love automatically makes you think and also sometimes make our brain think that they have already have access to us. We don't owe people love. I mean, we owe people love, but we don't owe them access to our lives. They should earn access. See, a lot of times y'all don't want to be like that. Y'all trying to say things like, oh, I don't want to be like that. I, I ain't trying to be that type of person. You know, a lot of times when it comes down to boundaries and setting boundaries, you don't want to set boundaries because you don't want to appear a certain way. You don't want to appear like, oh, she thinks she all of that. Oh, what do you mean you got to earn that level of access? People should be earning that type of access to you. People should be earning access to you. You're that, it's an honor and a privilege. It should be like an honor and a privilege to get access to you. And if we can be honest, this is why some people don't want to fool with you because everybody got access to you. You are a person of value. And sometimes you got to show up. Absolutely. Most of the time you got to show up that way. Here's guys. I'd be answering my own questions. I ain't crazy though. But listen, people should be earning access to you. It's an honor and a privilege. A privilege, guys. People don't want to work for stuff nowadays. I was talking to my sister and them today, and I was like, man, it's a, it's so sad that um the African American community um for some reason, it seems like we, watching my words, but for some reason, it seems like we're incapable of maintaining relationships. You know, where I live at, I'm, I work with um, Hispanics and Caucasians. I am the minority. But what I what I've witnessed in the place is that People, they have long-term relationships. They have good friendships, you know, they, they're in marriages. But when it comes down to the Black community, our friendships are broken. Our marriages are broken. Our homes are broken. Our relationships are broken. And that shouldn't be like that. That shouldn't be the case. It doesn't have to be the case because God is not a respecter of person, right? It's very sad, but I... I'm just, I'm like, okay, God, I believe that a people perish for a lack of what? Knowledge, right? So I believe that if we get the right knowledge and we figure out why we're operating the way that we're operating, I believe that we have more power than we think we have. So if we can get empowered, if we can realize where we need healing at, if we can realize that, okay, this is why I'm acting the way that I'm acting. This is why I'm thinking the way that I'm thinking. This is why we're moving the way that we're moving in this relationship. This is why I talk to you how I talk to you. This is why what you say hurt me. Like if we can be real, we've ha we have settled. This is just how they are. 
Oh, this is just how I am. This is just how I grew up. This is just how she is. Don't worry about it. You can walk on eggshells in this relationship because that's just how they is. That's just how, that's just how they is. You know, let them be like that. You know, accept that talk, accept the way they talk to you, accept the way that they treat you. Accept the fact that they don't love you how you want to be loved. Accept that. Accept the subliminals, all of this and this and that, right? We got to break outside of settling. And a lot of times we settle because there's a lack of knowledge there. You think that this is the best that it's going to get. And we're talking about friendships on tonight, guys, right? So God created us to have friends. Contrary to popular belief, right? Friendships are needed, right? Friends are far more than just company, right? Friends are needed. They can help you carry out your calling. They can help you journey through good times and bad times in life. Friendships should be those that water you. They should see you when can't nobody else see you. They should see beyond your smile when can't nobody else see beyond your smile. They should see you even sometimes when you can't even see yourself. A lot of us look for loyalty and friendship, meaning you will stay in a friendship just because you've known that person for so many years. But you can tell that the friendship, you know, is it adding to your life or is it taken away from your life? Is it adding or taking away? Is it taking away your time? Is it taking away your peace? You know, is it adding to you? Come on, you got to stick with me on tonight. I don't care if you're feeling like I don't even got no friends. I don't know why she's talking to me about friends because I don't even got no friends. If you learn now, if you prepare now, you won't have to prepare when they come. We try to prepare for relationships when the relationships come. But if you work on yourself now, when God sends the divine connection, when he sends the divine friendship, you ain't going to have to worry about whether or not you are a good friend. That's where we mess up. We try to become a good friend when the friend comes. We try to become a good partner when the partner comes. But if you are ready now, you won't have to get ready. You know the saying, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, right? A lot of us look at loyalty and friendships. It's time out, guys, for staying in things for the sake of loyalty. It's time out for that. Let me throw this disclaimer out there. I'm not telling nobody to go and end it with nobody. That's not what I'm saying, guys. Hear me on tonight. If the loyalty isn't biblical, it won't last. If the foundation is shaky and rocky, right? Unhealthy loyalty sometimes is only committed to what a person wants, their wishes, their wishes. Let me tell y'all what unhealthy loyalty looks like. Whatever they want in that relationship, it's all right. If they, if they want to do that, that's all right. I mean, if they want to go over there to that club that gets shot up every weekend, that's on them. That, it ain't got nothing to do with me. 
um, that's unhealthy loyalty. Unhealthy loyalty is always committed to a person's wishes, what they want. But biblical loyalty is committed to a person's well-being, right? What they need, right? Get that down in your spirit. Unhealthy loyalty is committed to what a person wants. But biblical loyalty is committed to a person's well-being, what they need, right? Right? You should be concerned about what they need. Whenever Whenever you're in a relationship and you don't care, and you've lost all care, <laughs> you've lost all concern about what they got going on, you've lost all concern about their well-being, guys, the loyalty has left the building. The love may still be there, but the loyalty has left the building. Anytime you stop, come on, ladies, let me, let me make it personable. Let me make it relatable. If you don't care about whether or not that that phone number pop up on your phone, if you don't care about whether or not they're texting you anymore, if you don't care about whether or not, you know, are they okay, all of these different things like that, then the loyalty has left the building. Right? Sometimes what we want might destroy us. And if those who are connected to us are only concerned about what we want, regardless of if it hurts us or not, then they can become an accessory to the destruction of our destiny. I want y'all to hear me. What we want might kill us. What we want sometimes might destroy us. And if those who are connected to us are only concerned about what we want, they always yo, yes, man. They can't be honest with you. They can't tell you the truth. They can't say, girl, don't do that. Girl, you look stupid. Girl, you looking foolish out here. Girl, you looking crazy in these streets. Then they are an accessory to the destruction of your destiny. They are an accessory to the crime that you are committing. If someone wants to ruin their lives, real friends, they're, they're going to offer their assistance. If someone wants to ruin their lives, real friends will not offer their assistance to help them ruin their lives. When you stop caring, guys, there's a serious problem in the relationship, guys. When you stop caring, there's a serious problem in the relationship. Um, that's a valid point that you made, Cherie. Always ready for the mess, but not the real life things, right? You can tell if your relationship is only built on gossip and trauma bonding. If the only thing that y'all got to talk about when y'all get together is gossip, that lets you know right there that then the relationship needs some repairing. Let me tell y'all something, right? Deep conversations matter to me nowadays. I don't got time for empty conversations. I'm over that point. Empty conversations. We just on the phone and it's empty. You know, you ain't talking about nothing. You talking about the same old thing all the time. I don't got time for that. 
deep conversations. What can what can we talk about? Y'all still with me? Or are y'all jumping off? What are we talking about? All right, so let's let's move on. Because I feel like I feel like y'all, y'all in the spirit, y'all didn't like that. Y'all ain't liking the way I'm talking. All right. But we're going to get through this, right? Because we're in a relationship series. And in 2023, we're going to do relationships better. So some traits that we should look for in friends. Like I said, tonight's message is not for you to pick apart your friends, but it's also for you to pick apart yourself and your heart and to see how you showing up and how can you begin to show up differently, right? So some traits that we should look for in friends, right? Number one, unshakable character. Unshakable character. What does that mean? Unshakable character. Right? So there is no such thing as a mutual relationship. Every relationship impacts you in some way, right? It either builds you up or tears you down. It either brings you higher or brings you lower. Every relationship impacts you in some way. When I said there's no such thing as a mutual relationship, it's not going to always be level. This is where y'all mess up at. It ain't going to always be level. There are going to be some seasons where you're pouring into them. And there's going to be some seasons where they're pouring into you. It's going to be where they're either building you up, right? So the scripture says, walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffer harm, suffer harm. That's Proverbs 13 and 20. So whoever you're walking with now, they are helping determine your future. Don't miss this. Whoever is walking with us now is helping determine our future. So who are you walking with? How are they moving? What are they doing? Whoever is walking with us now is helping us determine our future. Who are you walking with? Friends help frame people's future. So their character is important. How are they moving? What are they doing? You won't have to worry about being deceived if your friends are deceptive. You won't have to worry about being stolen from if your friends are not thieves. You won't have to worry about being lied on if your friends are not liars. Do your friends have integrity? Their character is important. What are they? What are the character flaws that they currently have? And no, they don't have to be perfect, but what are their character flaws? Right? So number two, unconditional love. We're talking about what traits should we look for in our friends, right? Number two is unconditional love. A friend loves at all times. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Proverbs 17 and 17 says that. Biblical love is not affection. (laughs) 
Biblical love is not a fashion. It's activity. Let me just let that marinate. Biblical love is not affection. It's activity. (laughs) I know Pastor Future said, I don't want to give you the wrong impression. I need love and affection, right? Affection. We care about affection. We care about that word. We care about affection, but biblical love is not affection. It's activity. It's a choice, right? It's a choice. It's a choice. Can you handle the best of me and the worst of me without changing how you deal with me? Can you handle the best of me and the worst of me without changing how you deal with me. Can you handle the best of me and the worst of me without changing how you deal with me? My God. The best of me, right? When, I, when everything all good, <laughs> when I got it all together, when I seem to have it all together, with my hair done and I can keep my nails and toes done, when I can, when I can keep myself up, when I can keep myself looking good, you know, when I got money in a bank account, when I can take trips, when I can look good, you know, when I, when I haven't gained weight, when I look like I got it all together. But the worst of me, when the money ain't there, when I haven't been myself lately, when I when I don't understand what what's happening in my life, when I'm down and out, when when life is happening, when when things are hard, when when the person walked out on me and I and I just I'm feeling down and I'm feeling down and out and I'm I'm feeling like I don't have nothing and I and I don't I don't want to hear no Bible scriptures. I don't I don't I don't I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to say. I feel alone. Like I really don't want to talk to nobody. I, I I'm just going through a season of isolation. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just having a moment. The worst of me, the worst of me. When I don't know who I am anymore, when I look in the mirror, I can't identify who I am anymore. I may the worst of me when I got an attitude, when I I may have said some wrong things, I may have came at you wrong, but I'm in a season. I need a moment. I need a moment. Can you handle the worst of me? Can you handle the best of me and the worst of me without changing how you deal with me? Or are you going to be those that judge me in my season of darkness? Are you going to rock with me when everything is good? But the minute I go through a dark season, are you going to be putting your mouth on me? Are you going to be on the phone talking about me, man? I knew, you know, you, you see what's going on with her. Look, she looking bad. Like she looking bad. Like you see, you, you see, you see what, see, you heard. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I knew, I just knew it was only a matter of time for 
you know, I just, I saw it coming. I, I can't say I didn't see it coming. Are you going to be on the phone talking about, it, you know? But can you handle the best of me and the worst of me without changing how you deal with me? Can your friends share your wounds, your pain, your hurt in a gentle way? Can your friends share your wounds, your pain, and your hurt in a gentle way? In a gentle way. That word gentle, in a gentle way. Y'all quiet in this church or today. <laughs> Can your friends share your wounds and your pain and your hurt in a gentle way? Can they be silent with you in a season where you have no words without judging you? Can they be silent with you in a season where you don't want to deal with nobody without putting their mouths on you? Can they stay with you in grief when you're dealing with grief and bereavement without judging how, oh, you should be over that by now. Oh, you, you, you let that get you down. Oh, you should be, girl, you should be over that by now. Can you, can they stay with you in heartache and pain and grief? Can they stay by your side when everyone else has told them otherwise about you? Unconditional love, right? Number three, unrestricted honesty. Unrestricted honesty. This is the one that a lot of our relationships are lacking, right? Proverbs 27 and six says, wounds from a friend can, can be trusted, right? Y'all didn't even know that, did y'all? The Bible says that wounds from a friend can be trusted. That means that your friends, even if they give you a wound, you can still trust them. But an enemy multiplies kisses, right? Can your friends tell you the truth? Can they be honest with you? Is there a lack of authenticity there? Can you be authentic in this relationship? An authentic friend will be willing to hurt your feelings if it means saving your life. A real friend will be willing to hurt your feelings if it means saving your life. Girl, like, based, you know, he crazy, girl. Like, he is crazy, and I'm really concerned. Like, you're, I'm concerned. Like, are they, my God, y'all still following me. A friend that can watch you ruin your life and not be moved is not your friend. I'm going to say that again. A friend that can watch you ruin your life and not be moved is not a friend. They probably was a friend. But then there's something that may have occurred where they just don't even care anymore. But a friend that can watch you ruin your life and not be moved by it is not a friend. If they're over there in the bleachers with everybody else watching you ruin your life, they're not your friend. Right? So number four, unmovable reality. Un 
movable reality, right? The Bible says in Proverbs 18 and 24, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. The Bible says one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Are they reliable? Dependability and trustworthiness is what makes a good friend. Can you depend on them? Are they trustworthy or are they inconsistent? Are they always dropping the ball when it comes down to you? Can they come through? Can they ever come through? When the weight of when the weight in my life falls, will you move or will you be there? When the world presents you with silver and gold, will you change your character towards me? Will you change how you treat me? Don't be deceived by people who appear reliable, but they're really not. We miss this sometimes in the beginning of relationships. Oftentimes, the red flags are there. Oftentimes, you're able to tell whether or not a person is reliable about how they're showing up in the beginning of relationships. You can see that they're inconsistent. The red flags are there. Right. But because of our ability to see the good in people. Sometimes um, we'll continue to love on those red flags with hopes that those red flags will change. Could it be that you trust it too soon? This goes back to allowing people to have access to you too fast. People should be able to. They should, guys, after tonight's call, after tonight's call, you need to get serious about who you are. You need to get serious about who you allow to have access to you. And I don't care if they say you think you all that. You are all that. It's an honor and a privilege to, to sit with you. It's an honor and a privilege to talk to you. It's an honor and a privilege. No, you're not acting like you're all that. You are somebody. It's time for you to start changing who you allow to have access to you. They should be able to, they should have to earn access to you. And that's just the way that it is. We got to get back to setting boundaries. You should have boundaries. A lot of us right now on this call, we don't have no type of boundaries, especially when it comes to people. People can do you any type of way and you you just allow it to happen. And then we get so upset, but people can only do what you allow them to do. And you've been hearing this saying for ages that people will only do what you allow them to do. So why do you continue to allow them to do it? It's time for you to get serious and know it's not too late. And let me tell y'all one of the hardest things to do. One of the hardest things to do is to set boundaries in a relationship where you where you didn't have any boundaries before. 
You want to know who who's a rider? You want to know who really care about you? Set a boundary with them. Start setting a boundary. A lot of people are okay with you right now because you don't have any boundaries. But set a boundary. Start saying, I can't do this. Oh, I'm not available. No, I can't answer the phone every time you call. This is a self-care day for me. No, I am not available right now. No, I'm spending time with myself. I'm spending time with my kids today. I'm not available. My phone is on do not disturb. I don't have to respond to your message right now. Oh, can you come here? Do you want to come here? We're going out this weekend? No, I'm not available for that. Are you guys willing to become unavailable? Are you willing to begin to set boundaries? Set boundaries. And you're going to see who's willing to say, okay, I'm proud of you for setting. People who really love and care about you are going to be proud of you for setting boundaries. But those who who are benefiting from your lack of boundaries, they're going to act a fool when you begin to set boundaries. They're going to start saying that you're changing. They're going to start thinking that you lost your mind. They're going to start, you know, talking about you. And thinking that something is wrong with you for setting boundaries. But you were okay when you were a yes man. You were okay when you said yes all the time. But as soon as you said no, oh, it's like that? Yeah, it's like that. What I once allowed, I don't have to keep allowing. I don't have to remain the same person that I was yesterday. I don't have to remain the same person that I was 30 minutes ago. If God has given me new revelation, I'm going to act on that revelation. Because I allowed you to doubt me out an hour ago, I'm not going to continue allowing you to doubt me out. It's time to wake up. If you are really concerned about your well-being, if you are really concerned about who you are as a woman, it's time for you to begin to get serious about how people treat you, what you allow, what you are settling for. Some of you guys have settled in some relationships as well as some friendships. It's time to wake up, right? So number five, right? Number five, unceasing encouragement. And I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Number five, unceasing encouragement. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes 4 and 10, if either one of them, sorry, I'm copying this. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Right? If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. My God. Pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. That's scripture right there. Encouragement from a friend is like gas that keeps us going. 
authentic friendships not only gives us joy, but they also help us do what we could not do alone. Are your friends helpers? Do they encourage you? Right? This message on friends could actually go very deep, right? Because you have friends who take advantage of your kindness as well, right? So although friends are called to be helpers, let's let's keep going. Let me let me keep going really quick, but this this can go deep, right? So is there joy in your friendships? When relationships are created to God's designs, we should feel joy. There should be some type of joy that we feel. Of course, you can get joy from material things, right? But there's nothing that brings joy like relationships. Think about it, guys. When people are on their deathbed, who do they ask for? When people are on their deathbed where they just got some bad news, they don't ask for cars. They don't ask for things. They are always asking for people. They always say, where is so-and-so? They don't ask for cars. They don't ask for, for, for material things. They don't say, bring me that necklace on my dresser. They don't say, bring me that, that um Lamborghini. They don't say that. They don't say, bring me that money out of the bank. They don't say that. They say, where is so-and-so? Because nothing gives us joy like relationships. Nothing makes us feel safe like relationships. Are you safe in your friendship? Do you feel safe in your friendship? Do you feel safe to be you? Do you feel safe there? Do you feel like there's safety there? Can you be yourself in your friendships? Can you talk to them about some of the deepest things on your mind without feeling like you're going to be judged, condemned, or criticized? This is a great question for your friendships. Do they bring me joy? Does this friendship bring me joy? Friendships can also help develop us. The scripture says in Proverbs 27 and 17, I'm almost done. The scripture says in Proverbs 27 and 17, as iron sharpens iron, so so one person sharpens another. Iron sharpens iron. Transformation comes from, from relationships. Is there any transformation in this relationship? Are we transforming or are we staying the same? Are we evolving or are we staying the same? Are you growing as a result of interacting with your friends? Rhonda, you just made a great point, right? She said friendship is the key to every relationship, right? So a lot of you guys, as you are listening to this message, mostly women on here, as you are listening to this message, you probably be thinking about that. We're only talking about um you know, platonic friendships or friendships with other women. But a lot of you who may be single, it's an important to build a friendship before jumping in a relationship. That's where many of us go wrong at because you have not built a solid foundation. You immediately go into a relationship. You immediately, we're going to talk more about this, guys. We're going to talk about that thing because listen, in 2023, we're doing relationships better. Because he made you feel good, he automatically your boo. You skipped over the friendship part. The friendship, you need to be qualifying people, first of all. 
qualify them. Did you know that you can qualify? <laughs> I cannot wait, guys. I am so excited about this relationship series because it's time. It is time. Do you know that you can qualify somebody? That friendship is going to show you that character. That friendship is going to show you how they treat people, how they talk to people, how they talk talk about their mama, how they talk about their friends. Do they hold a door open for the lady at the store? Do they open the door for you? That friendship is going to show you their true colors. We're talking about men right now. I have, did you build a friendship or did you go from point A to point Z? Did you go to A to Z or did you go from A through Z? Did you qualify them? Did you qualify them? Are you looking at their character before jumping into a relationship with them? How do they eat? What do they watch? Are they addicted to porn? You know, how, when, when was their last relationship? How do they talk about the person that's driving slow in front of them? You got to watch everything. Are y'all following me? Like, come on. We don't been in enough relationships. You ought to be sick and tired of being sick and tired because I know I am. You got to look at everything. Had they asked about how you doing today in the friendship level? See, a lot of times with these dudes, I can't wait to get on this topic. A lot of times with these dudes, you think that in a friend, when you got them in a friend zone, they, they, they can treat you any kind of way. But no, in the friend zone, you need to be treating me how I want to be treated even then. You need to be treating me and talking to me how I want to be treated then. Like we dis, we discredit and disvalue ourselves when we continue to allow people to treat us how they want to treat us. If you know you are not being treated the way that you want to be treated, did you know that you had the power to do something about that? You can't make somebody love you by giving them more of what they already don't appreciate. You cannot make somebody love you more by giving them more of what they already don't appreciate, man. They, they don't even appreciate you getting up, making them breakfast. Why are they going to appreciate you taking them to Benny Hanna's? And then when you take them to Benny Hanna's, you paying for it and then you get mad when the next day they, they acting even worse. They didn't appreciate the $5 McDonald's meal. Why are they going to appreciate you driving and taking them on a trip? You cannot make somebody love you by giving them more of what they already don't appreciate. A lot of us think that we can love the hell out of men. 
I'm 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 going into a different message right now, so I'm just gonna back it up some. But I'm really, really, really excited about this this uh, relationship series. Rhonda, you opened up a can of worms when you said that. But friendship, even with men, you should be qualifying them in the friendship level, in the friend zone level. Uh, uh, don't be trying to kiss me in the friend zone level. Earn that, buddy. Earn it. I don't need your touch. What do you have to talk about? Or all you got to say is a WYD. I can't stand a WYD type of nigga. Ooh, Negro. Lord have mercy. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Let me let me just keep it moving, okay? So listen, transformation comes from relationships. Are you growing as a result? If he ain't growing in the friend zone level, what makes you think he gonna grow in a relationship level just because you said, now we go together. So we go together now. A lot of y'all don't want... A lot of y'all, my God, my God, help us today. My God. All right. So are you growing as a result of interacting with your friends, right? I can tell that this generation has a heavy spirit of settling. A heavy spirit of settling. When when I saw that we are okay with settling for being single, but in a relationship. I know some of y'all don't agree with me. And I know some of y'all want Carisha's prayer. But you got to be careful what you praying and asking for. Would you really be okay with a man saying that we single, but we go together? Because he got the money. You going to be happy at night? Is that going to be enough for you? I can tell that that this generation has a heavy spirit of settling, right? You're desiring something that God did not intend for you to have, right? I posted something um, the other night and it said this, right? It said that God will never allow you to be comfortable and settle in a place where he never intended for you to settle. You're uncomfortable because you're settling. You can't get no peace because you're settling. And God is like, girl, if you would just trust me to let go, if you would just trust me that I have better for you, if you would just trust me, So let's move on. I feel like that shifted. All right. So reciprocity, we're almost done. I'm, I'm trying to think of the singer who's who asked for reciprocity. <laughs> um, I think it was Lauren Hill in one of her songs. Um, reciprocity, right? Reciprocity shouldn't be confused with uniformity. And I'll I'll go ahead and explain that, right? Y'all still with me on tonight? Reciprocity shouldn't be confused with uniformity. 
a lot of times in relationships, we're like, you know, I just want reciprocity. I just want to receive what I've been given out. And I've said that so many times. I feel that. And sometimes that is true, right? But it should never be confused with uniformity, meaning that it should never be confused with just because there's reciprocity, that means that we're on the same page or we're on the same level, right? We'll never be able to give back to someone what they give us, honestly, right? But we can give them something, right? Because we all love different, right? We all love in different ways. Our capacities are different. What Janita gives out in the way that Janita loved me, I may not be able to love her back in the exact same way that she loved me, but that doesn't mean that I don't love her. That doesn't mean that there's no reciprocation there, but that just means that I'm loving her from my capacity. And that's why you have to qualify people because you need to know their capacity. Are they emotionally available? We're going to talk about that too. You're, you are trying to force somebody who's emotionally unavailable to be available to you and to love you the way that you want to be loved, but they just don't have the capacity to do so. They don't know how to. Some people are incapable of loving and giving the way that you want to be loved. And that doesn't mean that something is wrong for you. That just means that they are not your person. Reciprocation prevents us from using people and being used. That's why I said reciprocity is good in relationships because it prevents us from using people and being used, right? Because if someone is just, you know, giving, 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 and all you're doing is taking, 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 that means that there's somebody is being used, right? There shouldn't be more withdrawals than there are deposits, let me say this again, right? There shouldn't be more withdrawals than there are deposits. If there are more withdrawals than there are deposits from any relationship, the relationship will experience a bankruptcy. <laughs> you were on it, Cherie. Somebody gonna be in the negative, right? If there are more withdrawals than there are deposits from any relationship, the relationship with, will experience bankruptcy. And when you experience bankruptcy, what happens? The relationship will start trying to operate from a place of being in the negative. Ooh. My God. When you start, when you're in a relationship and there are more withdrawals than there are deposits, the relationship will start to operate and function from a place of negative negativity, right? There will be either nothing left to give or the things that are being given is negative because there's nothing there. You're depleted. And they can't even see that you're depleted. And sometimes they can see that you are depleted and they don't care enough. 
Reciprocation doesn't mean doing the exact same thing. Like I said, it doesn't mean that we're doing the same thing. But if I'm giving something, you need to be giving something. And I ain't say anything. Because sometimes, right? Sometimes, I posted today, rebuke the bare minimum. Sometimes, givers will give their best. And takers will give their bare minimum. Sometimes givers will give their best and they're all givers and lovers. They'll give their best, their best service, their best heart, their best moments, their best good morning text, their best text messages, the long lengthy text messages their best outfits, their best, their best time, all of their time. You're a priority to me, but I'm, but the takers, they're going to give their bare minimum and you keep accepting it because you feel like, okay, at least they're giving me something. Did you know that people will give you the bare minimum so that they can keep you around? They know you good. They know your value. They know your worth, but they also know that they can give you the bare minimum and that will be enough for you. They can give you crumbs and crumbs will be enough for you. They know that they don't have to do above and beyond because even if I don't do above and beyond, she's still going to treat me like a king. Even if I don't do above and beyond, she's still going to call me the best friend in the whole wide world. They're going to give you the bare minimum just so they can keep you around. You need to be able to identify your relationships where you are depositing more and more and more and all that they're doing are withdrawing. I do not consider bare minimum to be anything. You have to re. Buke the bare minimum. I don't want the bare minimum. I deserve the type of love and friendship that will go above and beyond for me because I'm the type of person that will go above and beyond for those who I love and care about. We got to stop giving people immediate access to us. You need to be able to qualify them and they need to be able to earn that level of access. And you get mad and you get hurt. But they showed you in the beginning that they didn't have the capacity. They showed you in the beginning, right? Friendship should be nurture and water. Friendship also have love languages. Did y'all know that? The same love languages that relationship has, friendships have it. You should know your friend's love languages. And I know this is new um, to some. It's important. You have words of affirmation. You have quality time. You have receiving gifts. You have acts of service. You have physical touch, right? So what does this look like in friendships, right? Words of affirmation looks like these tacos are so good, girl. Like you put your foot in this food tonight. Quality time, what does that look like? 
Let's go eat some tacos together. Let's go cook some tacos together and watch Netflix. Receiving gifts. What does that look like? I brought you a taco today from Taco Bell because I know that you love tacos. Acts of service. What does that look like? I made you some tacos. I folded up, you know, two of your t-shirts that I saw on the floor. I put the pillow on the sofa for you. It was laying on the floor. I brought your mail in the house. I saw the trash was overflowing and I know you've been working. So I took the trash out for you. Physical touch. Let me give you a hug. You look like you need a hug right now. These are love languages to friendships, right? A lot of times you want to learn a love language for a man, but you really should know your friend's love language is important. It's important to know those because you're trying to give your friends gifts and you're mad because your friend don't even care about the gift, but that's not even their love language. They don't care about material things. They want your time. They wanted to go to the movies with you. You're trying to give me money when I just needed for you to sit with me while I was going through this struggle. You telling your friends, you know, girl, I love your hair, but that really they don't they don't really care about that because they're really over there struggling. And they they would like if you can come maybe even sit with them, help them fold up a little bit bit of clothes. You know, you need to know um, your friends love languages. And I challenge you all. If you really have some people in your life that you care about, you may sound crazy, honestly, especially if your friends are used to only hearing about love languages in a, in a romantic way. But I challenge you, like, for one, don't just go texting nobody tonight asking them what's their love language, especially if you guys have been in a rocky place. But I challenge you all on tonight, like your friendships that matter to you, um, it's really time to do the work, right? And again, we're almost done. Uh, friendships should be managed with humility. Is this helping y'all so far on tonight? If this been good, just drop a heart in the chat, right? Because like I said, we were going to begin rotating speakers, but I was just super led to, to do a relationship series, right? Friendships should be managed with humility. You got to be humble in friendships. It takes humility to be in a friendship, right? Why does it take humility? It takes humility because you need to be understanding and you need to be forgiven. Forgiving, <laughs> we're going to talk about this too. Forgiving doesn't mean tolerating everything. Being a forgiving person doesn't mean that I'm going to tolerate everything and that I'm going to put up whatever every type of way that you want to treat me, right? So time should be the currency we invest in things that we care about most. Time should be the currency we invest in the things that we care about most. What does that mean? Friendships should be prioritized. Right? So like I said, we're also going to get into the type of love attachments that could be causing you not to be able to keep friends, not to be able to love right. All of our relationships have the opportunity to be fruitful, to produce, to be productive. So like I said, are your friends an asset or a liability? Do they want to be involved, right? You know, do your friends want to be involved with you? Do you want to be involved with them? 
when you are separated from your friends, do you feel like sad, you know, a little bit, like I miss them? Or are you happy when they leave? (laughs) God cares about friendships, y'all. He created us for friendships. We just got to make sure that we are operating correctly in them. So I hope this message blessed y'all as much as it blessed me. Um, It's causing me to dig really deep. I got to dig really deep, um, but we're just going to pray. Um, so like I said, I hope this message blessed y'all tonight um, about friendships. I hope you're able to go and take inventory of the friendships that you are in. And um, yeah, because it's important. It is important, guys. We got to do relationships better. We have to do relationships better, right? 